I always thought it said uh, summertime in a limousine. <laughs> That's one of those songs that like I'll just never know the lyrics to. It yeah. live is, it's like it's live is easy. <laughs> I, I the other day I was looking up the lyrics to uh, Keenan and Kel because I can rap the entire theme song. Oh. And I, I know there are parts that I say where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And I've been singing it a certain way for years. And I finally looked it up on my phone. And so I'm on the couch and my wife's watching TV. And I'm like, you know, she looks at me. I'm like mouthing like words quietly while I'm like on my phone. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just learning a song. And so later I'm in the kitchen making a snack. And I'm, I'm like under my breath. I'm like I'm rapping, you know, I'm like, because I'm trying to get like, oh, I know what he's saying here now. Like there's a verse where he, a line where he says, um, "I thought he said um, like six feet of choy," and I'm like, "I don't know what six feet of choy means." But what he was saying was Siegfried and Roy. Like he's oh, yeah. he was comparing like certain like duos in the in the movie and television industry to Keenan and Kel. But I was like, I don't understand why he says six feet of choy. I mean, what is that? <laughs> like, what is a choy? Yeah. So, anyways, I'm trying. I'm like, I like I know the words now. So I'm singing it. And my wife comes and she's like. Wait, you were writing the lyrics to the Keenan and Kel theme song? <laughs> it's like that online meme where like you're laying in bed faced away from Brett and she's like, I bet he's talking about me in his dream. And you're like over there trying to learn Keenan and Kel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I think the meme's like, I think he's, he's like, he's dream- probably thinking of other women. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm sitting here like, <laughs> rememorizing the theme song to all that. Because <laughs> uh, that's yeah. what I do. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And this is episode 96, and we are episode number two of our Summer 70s series. I'm surprised we made it to episode two. I really thought after the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike still hasn't had his baby yet. Um, no, but it's about to happen, like literally any minute. Um, mm, yes. Well, technically. I don't. I don't <laughs> no, really. You're, you're anxious. pretty. I bet you by the time this episode comes out, he will have been born. Oh, my goodness. That that's a very. Woof. You think really think so? Like for real? Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure when I'm releasing the ones that we've recorded yesterday and today. So, uh, yeah, uh, that makes it, sense. It, so if I don't do it this Friday, he will have definitely been born by. Woo. Yeah. Man. Well. The final countdown, as they say. The final countdown. <laughs> so, how are we feeling? You, you, you gonna be all right? You gonna, you gonna make it? Are we gonna oh, finish the summer series? What are your predictions? <laughs> I think we will. I'm actually really excited to test out. So, I'm gonna try something new because um, Heather and the baby will be home. So, I'm gonna have to have an emphasis on being quiet. And so, mm. I'm going to try and convert part of my toy cave into a recording studio uh during some of my ah. downtime and off time so i'm one i'm hoping that if i'm in there um it'll be extremely hot yeah. <laughs> but it might but be no a pretty one can find you. Yeah, it'll be a pretty nice recording little studio in there so um so i'm hoping that uh you know if we're if we're feeling it <laughs> yeah. we can we can keep podcasting Okay. Well, all right. You heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. We might continue to do this show this year. Because if um, not, I won't be back <laughs> until after September. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just in time for Halloween, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I think we can make it work. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm not going to, you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But, um, you know, we're going to try our darndest, guys. And you, you know that. Um, plus, we've only finished a summer series one time in the six years we've been doing this. Yeah. Seven years. I don't know. It's been a long time. We've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> Since 2015. But, yeah, so we are currently recording this in June. You might hear this in July, but, you know, <laughs> uh, it's June right now. So, Mike, how has the summer been so far? It's actually been pretty nice. Um, we've not had great weather. Um, I've mm. been telling you about that. But I think this weekend is supposed to turn around. I think we're supposed to start getting up into, like, the 90s. And I even heard the guy on the radio say something about heat index being up in the hundreds. So, um, wow. so yeah, I think we're about to make a hard right turn into summer here, which I'm, I'm happy about. Uh, but yeah. other than that, I've been trying to just kind of like enjoy some of the simple things, which we've mm. been doing, uh, a podcast about on our sister show, but, um, like that's a Saturday morning, ice the cream Saturday show, if you morning, you guys want to yes. get, you want to get involved with that, you know, yeah. if you're not into the scary or I, obviously you're into the scary stuff that's why you're here but if you want yeah. other things like nostalgia and good times saturday morning ice cream podcast you're gonna love it yeah so like i've been trying to enjoy like our you know mowing the lawn and everything yeah and, uh, yeah i love get, love mowing the lawn but other than that something really interesting and cool is uh we actually live like right up the street from our um, neighborhood swimming pool and they just opened that up so Fine. like we don't actually go to the pool but it's nice to <laughs> see other people it, but I'm glad it's, it's there <laughs> it's nice to see other people enjoying it. it it just makes it gives you that summer feeling you know yeah have you walked outside yet and just smelt someone grilling no I don't go outside oh that's uh, right. because that's where people are <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah definitely have that uh, somebody around us has a nice smoker um, I don't know who it is, and it's not like I'd go over there if I knew, but <laughs> somebody was smoking some meats the other night and it was it was smelling really nice. Um Do you uh do you grill? Are you a grillsman? I have a grill <laughs> and we want to start grilling a little more this year, uh, but neither Heather and I really like a whole lot of things that you make on the grill. Like we like burgers and hot dogs and well, that's uh, all you need. Like sausage and stuff, but we've never cooked steak on the grill, never cooked cooked pork chops or chicken mm. on the grill or anything like that. Steak um, is hard to cook uh, on a grill yeah. at least. And the way I like cooking steak, I just use a cast iron skillet. Well, everything that I've ever heard about steak, and this is going to say a lot about me, but is that you're not supposed to overcook it. You're supposed to have it a little bit rare, maybe. Right. Like medium rare uh, to medium is like the golden, like flavorful range. But I just can't get around eating something that's not fully cooked. Dude, I, I'm the same way. And so like what would I do? And, and people are probably going to sit. I mean, it is blasphemous. I know <laughs> I, I, I get this. But what I do, I get the least fatty steak I can find because I don't like the fat. Mm -hmm. Um but I get a good cut, and so I'll pay a little bit more, but I'll, I'll usually get a good cut, and I'll cook it on both sides, about five minutes on each side in the skillet. Now, you're saying, well, mister, you don't like rare meats. Why, five <laughs> minutes, that's, that's hardly anything. Well, for some people, you know, two to three minutes is the ideal cooking time on each side, but um, this gets it to about medium rare, and then mm -hmm. I put it on a, on a cutting board, and I, I let it get to... I let it, I let it breathe a bit, get to room temperature, 
and then I slice it in strips. Yeah. And then I put it back in the skillet and kind of cook it as if it was like fajita meat because mm-hmm. I like a bit of a char on it. I like, I like, you know, it, it's never been rubbery. I've never mm-hmm. like cooked steak to where I'm just like, you know, my jaw's exhausted, but like it's fully cooked and it's got some char on it. It's got, you know, I'll, I'll put butter in the skillet as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of flavor. I season it well. You got to season your meats. Definitely got to do that. Um, Every day. That's how, Yes, and that's that's how I like that's how I like it, you know. Yeah. That's how I like my steak. <laughs> yeah, um I've never done that specifically, but I do like it's so like somebody at work once told me that it's not necessarily the color, it's the temperature. But mm-hmm. I just it's just, it's a mental thing. I just can't yeah. get around seeing pink meat in there and thinking that's okay to eat. So I want to ask you about some pink meat. Um Okay. You you are you I mean, it's well known fact we like McDonald's. We Right. That, that's our that's our favorite. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you like quarter pounders, though. Uh-huh. Now, last summer, the summer before, they were kind of advertising what this is where McDonald's always strikes their genius. They will reintroduce menu items that have never left or maybe have left for a short time and have come back. But they'll bring up a whole new advertising around it. So the mm-hmm. quarter pounder has been there since the beginning of time. Not really, right. but, you know, right. at least for our our lifetime, it really has been around probably since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe before. I don't know. I'll have to look up the origin. That's what I'll be thinking about tonight when my wife is thinking <laughs> I'm thinking about something else. Uh, I'm going to think about when when was the quarter pounder introduced? Um and, you know, I know I can find that out on my phone, but I'm going to sit there and think about it because that's what I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I try to solve it in my head first. And it makes a lot do of I sense. Do I remember the double quarter pounder being around? <laughs> so the thing was, they were like, you know, made to order, meaning, yeah. and the thing was kind of like hot and juicier than ever. And mm-hmm. what I noticed is what they're doing. They are doing it made to order, but they're kind of cooking it a little bit uh, medium well, which is, you know, tiny yeah. bit of pink. I have and noticed that. that's that's what makes it juicy. Now I remember I got one the first time because the advertising tricked me and like ah, I do want a quarter pounder. I'm like, well, I was gonna order that anyway. That's that's what I always order. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And I'm like, this really does taste good. You know, it's a whole mind trick of like, oh, it is juicier. <laughs> and it, but I noticed it was slightly pink, and I was like, yep. ah, that's not bad. I'm like, if you go to like one of those prime burger places, you know, the the ones that cost $15 and, you know, they give you two fries on the plate, but in a nice craft beer for another $7.50, you know, their burgers are going to look that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't prefer it. I'd prefer it just be completely brown, um, mm-hmm. cooked all the way through, but I don't mind. Um, but... So I didn't mind it this time. A couple of times later I went and like I bit into it. I was like, oh my God, this is this is pink. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't eat it. Like yeah. I could smell the rawness of it. Like mm-hmm. I, could, I was just like, nope. And I threw it away. It was disgusting. Yeah. I think I can't remember specifically it's if it's McDonald's. It might have been this other place we go for burgers sometimes, but I do remember I did throw away a burger one time because it just it felt too pink to me. Yeah. And it's like, this is your job. I feel like I should trust them to know that that's okay. Right. Like they cook a hundred thousand burgers every day, probably like, but it just, to me, I couldn't get around. And I know I've seen pink in McDonald's hamburgers. In fact, I just had it, um, not last night, but the night before. 
and the, it was, and I usually get the double quarter pounder. So there's two meat patties at risk. There. Yeah. And uh, I get but, the double uh, as well. I'm not going to front. So, uh, but one thing I have noticed is, yeah, they are way juicier, almost so much that the bun is like way too wet now. Yeah. And I do not like a wet bun. No. And it like, like it like all. is like crumbling in your hand almost. It's so Oof. soggy. Yeah. I, I kind of had this weird uh, realization and, uh, the other day we went to Arby's and we actually ate in the restaurant, um, which mm-hmm. I we've not ate inside of. We've we've been to restaurants, but they've always have restrictions. But this is like, you know, th- now they're saying like at least here in Tennessee, the the mask rec- the recommendations are lifted unless a store says otherwise. So some of the right. mom and pop shops will still say wear a mask regardless. But right, most of them are like if you're fully vaxxed, you can take your mask off. So yeah. we got our shot. We got our last shot like back in early May. So we've we've been testing the waters and like i'm gonna admit it is freaky for me because i worked the entire pandemic in public at home Mm -hmm. depot and i always had a mask and it feels almost anxiety ridden when i'm like trying to like okay i'm gonna go shop for groceries and i'm not gonna wear my mask like it's a little freaky it does kind of it does kind of feel like you've walked out without underwear yeah, I know. So so anyway, um, well, a side story. Back in the winter, I was working on a longboard for my niece. I had been wearing a mask all day because I was sanding. And I remember going to Starbucks to get a drink. And I took my mask off before I went in because I was like, oh, I'm not sanding anymore. And then I get in there, I'm like, oh, my God, wait, I need it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Arby's, we ate inside because we could. And I ordered a French dip. And I'm dipping the French dip in the au jus. And I'm like, this is everything I'm against. But this is my favorite sandwich like, <laughs> I, this is the only time it's acceptable to have a soggy bun is a french dip yeah 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 i've never but had that, that you has to be piping hot mm. i'm very te- like for me texture does not bother me it's temperature so like i yes. love vegetables i will either eat them raw or cooked but if it's in between like if it's not cooked enough or it's or if it's you know um, overcooked or if it's cooked but cold I, I i will gag i cannot do hmm. it like i love broccoli i love zucchini but if it's not piping hot i will not eat it it oh, has man. to either be refrigerator cold uncooked or it has to be piping hot if it's remotely so we're like if we're doing steak and veggies right mm-hmm. uh, if we do steak i'll cook zucchini maybe some squash and um and some broccoli and i'll saute it I'll, I'll, I'll salt the zucchini and the, and, the, and the squash in a pan with olive oil. And then I'll bake the, I'll roast the garlic in the oven with some olive oil, salt, and pepper. Very good. Uh-huh. Um, I do that last, like I, I, to where the steak has to still be hot too. So where I'm like, okay, steak's hot. And I time it to where I've, the steak's been off for like a minute. Now the vegetables come off and I have to eat it now or I'm not going to eat it at all. Like I cannot let it get past hot. Like I, I can't stomach it this might be um like monumental the first time we like hard disagree on something like i cannot (laughs) (laughs) if it's too hot i can't eat it so like i was telling you we went out to dinner for one of the first times uh the other night as well and so like this is one of our favorite we we went to bricktown brewery in edmond and that's one of our favorite places to eat but for like the past year we've been getting it we've had to go pick it up and take it home yeah uh, because it's been closed but now you know it's open and you can go in there and eat now and we went in there and it's like as soon as they make your food they bring it out to you and i had these four gigantic pieces of chicken and 
I, they were burning my mouth. Like I could not even put them in my mouth. It was so hot. And it wasn't even like hot chicken. Like it wasn't supposed, <laughs> it wasn't like barbecue chicken or anything. Like It was just chicken tenders, but yeah. they were so hot because they were so fresh that like I had to wait like 20 minutes to be able to eat them or I was just like, <laughs> like the <laughs> well, whole see, time. I, I mean, I, I don't have like a, 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 a steel mouth where I can just eat something like flaming, you know, off the grill. But like I do, like I have, I have to let the chicken cool too, but I, yeah. you know, it'd be maybe five, six minutes. Like I, yeah. I, 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 but if it gets cold, like if it gets room temperature or, you know, or it's not warm anymore, I'm like, nope. Right. I do, I do appreciate a warm meal, especially because I was telling you it was like raining really hard outside. Yeah. And it was like, it was just nice to be like, it was kind of chilly outside. So it was nice to be inside with a warm meal and uh, freshly cooked. But anyway, yeah, like I'm, but I've told you I'm the biggest baby when it comes to hot stuff. Like my old barbecue wings from Buffalo Wild Wings is might as well be the the most hot thing they have there (laughs) because it just kills me. Uh. I can handle it. I love the heat, but my stomach, I've, I've gotten to that point where I'm so old that like it burns worse coming out than it does going in. So <laughs> have you yeah, ever watched, not have, you, have you ever watched hot ones? Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> I, I want to be on that show so bad because I know I would be extremely entertaining to watch how poorly I react to hot foods <laughs> like that. <laughs> That would be fun. It would be fun if we if we did our own hot ones challenge. Yeah, um, we should. That'd be fun. Like maybe Instagram live or something. Oh my gosh. Um so this summer so far, I've gotten to do I've I've watched some movies in my so I'm gonna talk about that a bit. Yeah. Um so my parents came into town for a couple of days, which means my wife and I finally got to go on a date. Ooh. With each other? Yeah, both of us. Like like we dated each other. It was really cool. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, usually she goes out without me. Um, no, <laughs> with <But> Kenneth, we... <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> the real dad. No. <laughs> um, so we went to the movies and we saw a quiet place too. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was mm-hmm. so good. First off, have been the movies in a long time, not just because of COVID, but because we live 10 hours away from family we don't have a babysitter and you just can't see movies in theater um with a toddler Mm -hmm. um but we went and saw uh the conjuring 2 i got a nice big popcorn and a big coke actually it was pepsi you would have been excited um (laughs) and uh it was great they had the seats they were like the recliner seats and everything like Mm -hmm. i i did not realize how much i missed being at the movie theater like yeah and I'm going to say this in contrast of something here. Um, we recently got HBO um, Plus, Ma- is it? Max. Max. Yeah. Uh, because my wife is a massive Friends diehard fan. I enjoy the show too, but I mean, she it's she's like a massive fan. And we wanted to yeah. watch Reunion, which we haven't watched yet. We've I, only had I, it for a couple it. of days. Is it good? Is, I, I enjoyed it, yeah. How long is it? maybe two hours hour okay and i half, can handle maybe? that yeah was it like, wasn't please don't, please don't waste all my time it wasn't like <laughs> four hours long or anything okay good well so we got it for that but we also got it because we noticed they were showing the new conjuring movie mm-hmm. and i was like well we wanted to originally see that in theaters uh the problem was my parents left the day it came to theaters so we had to settle for a quiet place too which i i, I enjoyed still it was a great movie um yeah but we, I was like, man, for 15 bucks for a month subscription, we get to watch a theater movie from our couch. And of course, 
I mean, we had our own snacks. I had I could spread out on the couch. Like it was great. <laughs> and but I was like, you know, that's the thing. I've always said I just want to watch theater movies ready from the house. And probably 50% of the time I do, but like being at the theater, I was like, I really enjoy this for one, you know, not getting bothered by anybody. I'm not on my phone, you know, like I'm just watching the movie. It's loud, it's huge. I've got popcorn, I've got a drink, like mm-hmm. And I just, I love, like, I did not know how much I would miss walking down the hallway to the theater room mm-hmm. and passing all the movie posters. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, I, I've missed this. Like, this felt, that, and it was weird because there was only three people in the entire theater. Like, not kidding. Yeah. This was five o'clock on a Thursday. So, I mean, I'm, I get it. It's not going to be busy, but, um, yeah. and we're still amongst, we're still in COVID, you know, for the most part. It's just some people have shots, some people don't. Yeah. But I was just like, man, this as weird as it feels, I still I'm like, this also feels really good. Like I've missed this interaction of, you know, handing the person my ticket and mm-hmm. watching seeing the movie poster, seeing the trailers before the movies. I'm like, this is this is nice. Yeah, we went to like an early day matinee a month or so ago to go see a, a new movie that came out and um it was it was so nice to like you mentioned walking down the hall and seeing all the movie posters, but I love like walking past the other theaters and like King Kong versus Godzilla was in there, so you can hear like the rumble of like the yeah, intense scenes coming through the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was super fun. Um, I do recommend A Quiet Place too. It was fantastic. Um, and then I really love the new Conjuring movie. Like I I did not like the second one at all. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what it was about it. I just did not enjoy it. But I, I really thought the third movie was excellent. I've I've heard a lot of people just crap on it. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that was a good movie. The story was great. Yeah. Um, And and it's always because they're comparing it to something else. But I'm like, no, this movie's good. Like, I, I it was two hours. I just did not seem like it was two hours. Like, I was yeah. fully invested. Well, I, I mean, we were talking about it yesterday. And I think my opinion on it has has changed a lot because you told me you loved it. I was like, really? Cause I was like, I did not like it at all. But when I think of a conjuring movie, I'm coming at it from the aspect of, I want to be terrified because that first one scared me so bad. It's like, still one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And like it, it, it it's still like I'm afraid to even think about the first movie because it yeah. scared me so much. <laughs> and I don't want to like relive that. But the second one was garbage. Like they're re- starting to rely too much on special effects. And I think this third one did yeah. a really good job of combining special and practical effects to where it didn't take you out of the scare so much. Right. So from a story standpoint, yes, I love this movie. I was actually, I was really engaged with the story throughout the entire movie. I just wasn't scared by anything in this movie. And that's what I, that's what I want from a conjuring movie just because they started out so strongly in that first one yeah well so i mean and and i I agree like the the thing that was so good about the first one was it's it's still one of the most terrifying films i've seen in recent memory um it it kept me up for nights after i watched it and um there was hard i i think no special effects at all i think it was all just like it's just scary scary like, ghost was, people <laughs> it was scary yeah um so i do get that i do kind of like lose the luster of a scary movie if it's over 
affected you know like i don't mm-hmm. know what the term is if it's souped up yeah um but i just i don't know the story of this and just the visuals i was like this works like i don't care yeah. how the heck they're doing it but this works like i, th- I yeah. thought it was good and i for a, a while i'm actually really invested in the main characters the ones who are you know doing the investigation um mm-hmm. ed and lorraine and, yeah ed and lorraine um usually i'm not focused on them in the movie i'm focused on the people who are being attacked but i was like i seeing them again maybe a third time i'm like okay i these movies are really about them and their experience yeah. and like i'm yeah. getting that from this like and it's real i'm 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 here for it mm-hmm. yeah um I, I like i said my opinion has changed on it so much like it, it was kind of interesting when we were watching when i was watching it to like come to that realization that oh ed and lorraine like this is this is them like this is their story and yeah so like in the first movie they they weren't so much like a side character but it was like it was more so about what was happening to this family and they were coming to investigate it and it's it's been neat to kind of see their story evolve to where like they're the main characters now yeah i agree i i thought it was i i, I like that aspect of it a lot um, yeah and it's almost like the haunting or the possession in this third movie is the secondary story to them yes yeah i thought it was good i I definitely recommend it if you're a fan of any of those of those movies i am i think i think they're good like i i've enjoyed the series i like i said i didn't like the second one as much but i bet if i rewatched it i could find something i liked about it yeah and um, you know what actually after our first summer series episode i went back and rewatched the remake of amityville and um because I, w- I was on such an amityville uh, kick that I went back and we watched and it actually is pretty good it holds up yeah Amityville I, I I think they're fun movies yeah like um that was like one of the first Platinum Dunes like horror remake so like they started doing like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and uh, Friday the 13th remake and so like that's when like they just started taking old horror movies and making them really sleek Yes. And uh, and so like this was their first go. It may have been it was either the first or second because I think Texas Chainsaw might have been their first one. Uh, right. But this was still early on and in, in them doing it. And I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. There was some hokiness to it, but yeah, <laughs> can't hurt showing Ryan Reynolds with no shirt on. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's in his I think it's in his contract. <laughs> he can't wear a shirt. <laughs> well, Bless those that initiated that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, all right. Well, let's get into our ice cream talk. And then we're going to talk about our second movie for our 70s summer series. And I know y'all are going to like it. You already know what it is. This is in the title, but we'll get to that. Be right back. Drink it in. Scoop it out. Eat it all. Refreshing ice cream. Summer just wouldn't be summer without it. All right, ice cream. Mike, uh, I'll let you go first. I think I went first last time. Okay. Well, I had my ice cream dreams come true uh, on this thing. And I'm actually extremely excited about this. So much so that I kind of wanted to save this for like maybe our 100th episode. 
uh, oh, to like be this, like this the, is a big deal it's man. a big it's really big like the only thing i could equate this to is finally getting superman ice cream but um uh, yeah oh this, boy this is something that has been like such a big part of my ice cream life that uh i uh, i'll just get into it so like just, when i was younger yeah <laughs> <laughs> just spill I, the excited. tea. Spill the tea, Mike. Um, wh- when I was younger, there used to be a commercial that came on TV for Vianetta ice cream. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay. Velveeta ice cream? Vianetta. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it kind of looks like Velveeta. It's like a block of ice cream, but it, it's oh, basically a, it's a it's an ice cream dessert. And okay. it is a fancy ice cream dessert that in the commercial from the 80s is so iconic. I'm going to play it because really the the most amazing part of it is the sound. Are you familiar with what ASMR is? Yes. Okay. So I think I am affected by that, like strongly. Like I love <laughs> ASMR. I will listen to ASMR YouTube videos and stuff like that. I get a tingle out of it. It's great. It's not sexual. Don't get weird. Oh, it's... <laughs> But this commercial, I can remember from when I was a kid, it would come on and it's, it's, it's a, all you see are people's hands and it's very focused on the, on the dessert in the center of this dinner table. And it's, it's obviously at like a very fancy dinner table and it's a bunch of like hoity toity people sitting around the dinner table and they're cutting themselves slices of the Anetta and they're putting them in these little, like, they look like champagne glasses. Uh, or like wine glasses or something like that, but they put the ice cream in there, and you you hear like the knife cut through the cut through the uh, the ice cream, and then there's spoons, and then they're oh, eating. No. It's like all you do is you you're hearing like the sounds of it, and I just I loved that sound, and that I wanted freaking me out just thinking. <laughs> when you hear it, it'll it'll be better. I can't imitate it very well. I'm not a, I'm not a foley artist. Briars has created a spectacular ice cream dessert called Vianetta. But despite its delicious premium ice cream, with its irresistible, crisp, chocolatey layers, Vianetta could leave you with one small problem. No Vianetta from Briars. One slice is never enough. I wanted to recreate that and they didn't sell it. It got discontinued like pretty quickly, I think. Um, so I never had it. And so I, but I would like try and replicate it with other ice cream. So I would get like hot fudge sundae ice cream or like even chocolate chip ice cream. I'd like cut it up, put it in a little cup and like try and get my knife to make that same sound. And I would just imitate what I was seeing in the commercial. Well, I was at the grocery store a couple weeks ago walking down the ice cream aisle. And I usually don't walk down the ice cream aisle um, because I'll just want everything, but I just decided to take a stroll. And I just looked up and I saw Vianetta ice cream at the top and I damn near pissed myself. I was so happy. Like it was a physical reaction that I got like super excited. I almost didn't know what to do. Like I want because like Heather, <laughs> Heather wasn't there, but I remember physically turning because I wanted to tell somebody. I was like, "Holy shit! It's Vianetta ice cream!" And um, so I got it, and I got it home, and I didn't eat it right away because I wanted to like save it for a special moment. I waited till Heather got home, and uh, waited until like um. We could eat it together, and I tried it, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> it wasn't? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't How very good. How disappointing. So, 
What I was don't, the flavor? So it's like vanilla ice cream, and then it's like layers of vanilla ice. So it's a layer of vanilla ice cream, and then there's like a lay, a very thin layer of hard chocolate coating, and they just do that until it stacks up into like this brick of ice cream. It's like a long rectangle of ice cream. And then they've got some like um, whipped topping that is like very delicately put across the top of it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful looking dessert. And... It's not that it wasn't good. It just, it wasn't great. Like I liked it, but I wanted to love it, you know? (laughs) And, (laughs) and so, and it's just, it didn't have much flavor to it. Like the most flavor you got out of it was from the chocolate bits. And, but I, I mean, I, I put it on my plate and I cut the knife through it and I was able to make the sounds and everything. And that's really all I was looking for. (laughs) But actually Heather loves it. So like, she'll actually eat it more than me. And, um, I've bought a couple other packages of it since, since we ate the first one. And wow. um, it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> the feeling that I got seeing it in the store was indescribable. Like it was better and more rewarding than actually getting to eat it. Cause okay. I was just so happy that it was, I could actually experience it. Yeah. I get that. I mean, it is kind of a bummer. It didn't pan out to be as delicious as you had hoped. Um, yeah. I, and I kind of get the satisfaction from the noise. I'm not like I ASMR freaks me out when I think about it. If I start hearing <laughs> something faintly, like I'll get really like uneasy about it. Um, um, but <laughs> a sound I enjoy though. Uh-huh. Do you like mayonnaise? Uh yeah, I like mayonnaise. All right, so you buy a new jar of Hellman's. No, I don't buy it in a jar. Uh, not Hellman's. Okay, well when you when you Miracle Whip. <laughs> okay, oh boy. <laughs> we're gonna have a conversation now all right okay 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 here we go miracle whip you currently live in oklahoma yes that's where i was born and raised and my whole life mike my whole life we bought miracle whip whip yeah miracle whip and I had it on every sandwich, mm-hmm. every sandwich, bologna, Miracle Whip, American cheese, <laughs> go to go to aunt's house, a friend's house, ham and cheese, Miracle Whip, whip. Miracle and whip. I later in life, I venture and I move to Tennessee mm-hmm. and I, 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 I to court the love of my life, who I'm now married to, and <laughs> we start a union together as a man and woman. <laughs> husband yes. and wife yes and i go shopping and she asked for mayo and i come mm-hmm. back with of course <laughs> miracle whip yep i literally thought she was going to divorce me <laughs> i and i was so confused mike so confused that she was just like this is not mayonnaise i'm like yeah. yes it is i've made yeah. it my whole life and she's like no it's miracle whip and i was like yeah I know what it is. It's mayo. Put it on your sandwich. That's why I got it. And she was like, "No, no, no. That's this is not. This is it's salad dressing." I'm like, y- "I would never eat a salad with Miracle Whip on top. That's disgusting. We eat salads with ranch." Uh huh. And <laughs> so she convinced. She's like, "No, it's Hellman's. That's what she's from the north." Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Oklahoma is just a special little weird place on the map. 
I think it we, is from what I'm hearing. Miracle Whip, yeah. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was a problem. And so I became acclimated and very much so in love with Hellman's. I, and I know the difference now. I can taste the difference. They taste very different. Yeah. Now, while Miracle Whip is called a salad dressing, and I grew up on it as if it was mayo, it -hmm. does have the tang of a salad dressing, but it is not runny enough to be on anybody's salad. You know what I'm saying? No, no, not Not going to work. Not going to work. It's going to be like putting jello on top of your iceberg. Not going to happen. So anyway, I get back on my old ways. This is literally, I've been buying Hellman's for seven years now. Seven wonderful years of marriage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Coming up on eight, I think. Eight years in september that's a long time to be married man and we still love each other and it's spicy no (laughs) spicy has that miracle (laughs) it's tangy um okay so i go to the grocery store and i just went back into default mode i'm like okay getting the mustard ketchup pickles and here's the mayo throw it in the basket and i walk home and i'm i'm at a location later in the day with some friends of mine who came to town some book illustrators and we're we're workshopping we're in the weeds it's get where we're just like we're in the work and i get a text from my wife she's like where's the mayo i was like i bought it yesterday it's in the fridge <laughs> and she's like no it's not and like here's the thing i i love her dearly obviously eight almost eight years of wonderful marriage but um sometimes i get frustrated when i tell anybody this is my kid or my wife that like i it's in the kitchen just look Mm -hmm. just just spend an extra 10 seconds observing you'll find it and it's always Mm -hmm. the case i'm not trying to be rude it's always it's always there yeah and i'm like i'm thinking you're just being lazy it's in there (laughs) move it move the milk or something but it's there i bought it 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 was in my hand because i had a cookout i had buddies over and i I cooked and i put the mayo in there Mm mm-hmm and she's like, sends me a photo. And she's like, not mayo. And I was like, son of a bitch. It is Miracle Whip. I went back to my old ways. <laughs> oh, oh, she was man. so mad. And I felt, and I, I, I had to fold. I forget. I was just like, I'm so sorry. I was like, you're right. You did find what I thought was the mayo. But it, in fact, is not mayo. It is Miracle Whip. This just furthers my hypothesis that you and I are actually the same person. Because... <laughs> As long as I have lived growing up, if I ever had a turkey sandwich, if I ever had a hamburger that we made at home, I would put Miracle Whip on yes. my sandwich. And, and it's I fine. loved it. And it was delicious. Never had, and I thought it was mayonnaise. Like I thought it was Miracle too. Whip mayonnaise. And it wasn't until much later in life that I actually saw on the bottle it says salad dressing. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I know, but like, that's disgusting. Yeah, but when Heather and I got married, she said, no, that's disgusting. That's not mayonnaise. I need mayonnaise. And she eats Hellman's. And yes. she, but she's from California. She's not from Oklahoma. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So Oklahoma I'm, is weird. I, I have criticized the North ever since I've met my wife, <laughs> right? The last 15 years or whatever. Like, I've always been like, you guys are funny. You guys are just funny. <laughs> you say things funny. You, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. You have you have a you have a pre Valentine's Day, or I guess it would be like an end of the year Valentine's Day, the sweetest day business in October. Mm. I don't want to I don't want to love holiday and spooky month. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> 
but you do yeah you do you do you you know you do you but like i get it uh the mayo i'm a hellman's fan and i know the difference and i i don't use miracle whip anymore <laughs> i just i've i have i've become a i've become a mayo person but always the same mike when you twist off the jar of the miracle whip and you take the spoon or the knife that you're about to it's about to serve and you hear that initial like that just gelatinous like whatever it is it's that's satisfying. the whip <laughs> i know right like it's satisfying i love that noise it's miracle <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so uh, my ice cream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah a big old scoop of miracle whip um <laughs> no okay so i um I have fallen in love with a place called Andy's Frozen Custard. Yes. Okay. So they have one here. I've not eaten there because we also have a Freddy's Frozen Custard. And yes, I feel like that's what I got the, confused with. Yeah. I thought I feel they were like the same the, thing. I thought it was like the redheaded stepchild of Freddy's. And like, I don't know <sighs> if it's going to be as good or better or what. I, I, I've only had Freddy's a couple of times and it was a long time ago, but I have been head over heels for Andy's. Hmm. And particularly, I've just gotten the same thing every time. But I crave it, dude. I crave it. Interesting. Like, like it's like it's an addiction. And I've had it a lot this summer already, which is not good because it's probably one of the worst things you could order. But oh it's a it's called the the James Brown Funky Jackhammer is the name okay. of the ice cream. So it's a a, a vanilla custard with scoops of peanut butter in it, a fudge brownie. And hot fudge syrup all oh mixed together. Ooh. And it is perfect in every way. The vanilla custard is incredible. It's so smooth. And it goes down so, so, so smooth and wonderfully. With the peanut butter, it's just like has a slightly creamiest taste to it. Like if you were biting into like a Reese's cup. Yeah. And then the fudge brownie tastes like grandmother Roberts herself <laughs> baked a hot pan of brownies and ever lovingly so crumbled them between her little fingers and they just fall into the ice cream mixed up wonderfully has a bit of cool and hot Nick oh my gosh Ooh. Mike I can't. so it's the brownies still warm yeah and there's I hot fudge that. right in the center like as as if it was jackhammered like they just dug a hole right in the center of it so everything's mixed around the vanilla custard but right dead center is a little hole where they just dump the hot fudge syrup. Mm. And it's incredible. It's Dude. incredible. This, oh God, that's probably one of my favorite like desserts to get. So like we go to this place called Inner Urban every now and then and they have a brownie ice cream dessert that they bring out. It's basically like two scoops of ice cream, hot fudge, and then a gigantic brownie underneath the ice cream. But the brownie is like, not piping hot, but it's really right. warm. So it's like if you get a perfect scoop of ice cream and brownie, <laughs> it is just like, it's heaven. I'm going to declare this right now. This is hot fudge summer for me. Like I, when we go back to Oklahoma for the fourth and I'm getting Brahms, I'm getting a hot fudge Sunday. Like I'm obsessed with hot fudge right now. And it's not that I've never had it. Yeah. It's just when you've gone so long without having it and you introduce it back into your life, I just want a hot fudge myself. Well, okay. Do do you think they have, <laughs> do you think they have a version of that without the peanut butter cup? Yeah, I mean you can alter it. Okay, because I yeah, I'm not a sure. I'm not a fan of 
peanut butter and chocolate unless it's just a peanut butter cup. That's the only way I like. I was gonna together. say I thought you loved Reese's. I do love Reese's, but I think that's like an anomaly. Any other mixture of <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate, I don't like it. But um, uh, I want to experience that because I really want that hot and and cold. Mm. And we've been wanting to try Andy's. It's just it's a little bit further away for us than than Freddy's. I, I it's real. I really recommend it because um, Freddy's all I ever get there is their hot fudge sundae, but they don't do it right. So like they give you a big scoop of custard, and then they just kind of like drizzle the hot fudge on top of it, and then it kind of sinks to the bottom. So there's not like a really good mixture of it. And then by the time you get home, the ice cream has cooled off the hot fudge, so it's just like fudge. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit harder to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recommend it, man. I, I'm I'm ready to go back because um, it's it's all I think about every day. I'm like, I just want I want to eat that. And I don't care if man. it kills me. In fact, that'd be, that'd be that's the best. It's a great way to, way to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually I have a consolation one really quick because it's just kind of a funny story. But um, let's hear it. I was at the grocery store again. I think I'm gonna have like a theme of like grocery store ice creams this this summer. But um. Hey. They That's had like nothing wrong with that. They had this display stand of um, these little packages of drink mixers that you can put in the freezer and freeze them, and then they become like an alcoholic drink, like a frozen drink, essentially. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I think Dailies makes them. I think that's what the brand is. And and so like I was looking through them, and the packaging form is just beautiful. Like the way that they did the graphic design and everything, I was just like, man, I want to buy it just for this. It's so colorful and it feels very summery. And so I got a couple that I thought I might like. Like I got a strawberry daiquiri, uh, a hurricane, and like a berry one. I think Heather picked up. And um, what I thought was that it was just the mix mixer part and like you were supposed to add the alcohol later because i was like we've been on such a big uh snow cone fix this year i was like be nice to just have my own snow cone at home just pop it out of the freezer pour it in a glass and i wasn't even gonna i wasn't even gonna add alcohol to it i just wanted like something fruity to drink that was frozen yeah well we get up to pay for it and she's like can i see your id and i was like well that's weird i guess you have to show your id to buy to dry drink to buy drink mixers so i showed my id to get home and we're I'm, we're about to make them, and this is how dumb we are when it comes to alcoholic stuff. It already has the alcohol in it. Like that's why I had to show my ID. Oh. I, I had no idea that it already had the alcohol in it. So like Heather can't have it because she's still oh, pregnant. That's right. And yeah. so like I'm sitting here with these with these frozen drinks. <laughs> and I start Just drinking drunk. them. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> I was I'm actually now. I don't know if you noticed, but I was drinking one during our podcast yesterday. It was 930 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I was having a frozen hurricane. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good for you. <laughs> uh, the breakfast of champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Holy I crap. don't I don't think they really do anything for me because I can't even really taste the alcohol in it. I was like, because I can't see straight anyway. <laughs> true um but yeah i think there's like such little alcohol in it that it doesn't really affect me but um because i drank the whole thing yesterday before our podcast was even done and uh, that's maybe why i don't remember recording <laughs> I, I yeah i was gonna say i noticed you got really slow towards the end <laughs> that's uh, amazing yeah 
Uh, on that note, I have been looking for, apparently Sonic has made some spiked seltzers this summer mm. that are based off cherry limeade and ocean water. I'm dying oh, to my. find them. Have not seen them yet, but... Where where do you find them? I think like, it's a Walmart exclusive, I think. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, we got up. We got Sonic Jello a couple weeks ago. Like, I just saw it in the grocery store, but it's Jello based off of their cherry slushes and yeah. the the blue drink. I forget what it's called. Ocean um, Water. Ocean Water. They have that as a Jello, and then they have Cherry Limeade as a Jello. And because uh, Heather's been like craving Jello, that's been her pregnancy thing, I think. Nice. Jello. Yeah. That's a cool summer treat. <laughs> yep. Not bad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our second movie of the summer. Tourist trap. Beautiful young people looking for excitement are tricked, terrorized, and trapped. God help those who get caught in the tourist trap. Rated PG. A group of young friends stranded at a secluded roadside museum are stalked by a masked assailant who uses his telekinesic powers to control the attraction's mannequins. <clears throat> Tourist Trap 1979, description by IMDb. That's right. We are watching another movie in 1979. Um, strangely, I think a lot of our picks are actually late 70s. So um, Yeah, because I think w- once Halloween came out, everybody was trying to jump on that bandwagon. So. Pretty quickly, too. Yeah. yeah um but yeah tourist trap that is a I, I gotta say outside of it just being a 70s theme movie which is what we're going for the summer series it it had it's a summer movie it is um, and it, it was actually supposed to be in a previous summer series that we just didn't get right. to it i don't so, remember what okay. the theme was but yeah Here, here's where i was a little confused i remember talking about this movie and there's a horror movie that is I feel somewhat similar, and I've not seen it, but it stars the boy who plays Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Hmm. What is that movie? Because I thought that was Tourist Trap. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look this up right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while while, while I'm chatting a, a bit here. But um, yeah, this for all intents and purposes is a is a summer movie through and through. Um, as the description says, you know, it's uh, some some kids. I mean, some kids, you know, they're in their 20s, probably. Um, they are they are on a road trip and they get lost and stranded at a tourist attraction. And nothing says tourist attraction like or summer like a tourist attraction on a road trip. You know, Is it called Death Valley. Sorry, that's it. Death Valley. Okay. That's it. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was the same same movie. So. Interesting. I've never seen him in anything else, so except for yeah, Elf. <laughs> it would be it would be very weird to uh, <laughs> very weird to see him in something else. Yeah, and I didn't realize he was an elf until a couple of weeks ago. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, tourist trap. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about this movie without giving a little bit of a play by play, which is something we try to refrain from. But um, essentially what happens in the movie um this group of friends have a breakdown and it's mysterious like there's no we don't know why they have a breakdown but they break down outside of a um out of a a tourist attraction a museum and it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a modern take for the time off of uh, a movie that was made 20 so years before it 
um, that I've talked a lot about, but House of Wax mm-hmm. um, with Vincent Price. I've, I, I adore that movie. It was one of the yeah. first horror movies I ever watched, um, and it was so good. Uh, this is kind of a similar instance. Um, one of the first scenes is there's a um, uh, a young man who gets stranded, and he goes into a gas station, and he's attacked by what looks to be like some mannequins. And yeah. it's a pretty wild scene because there's things flying at him. Like, um, yeah, it's pretty scary the first time you watch it. Yes, um, and he he ends up dying. Uh, he gets stabbed. Uh, a pipe goes right through him. Pretty wild. Um, mm-hmm. But this group that was following him, I forget the connection they had, but they 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 realize that his car was back there. Of course, they can't find him. Um, but they their car breaks down, and uh, they stumble upon the yeah. museum. So it's a it's a whole group of friends, and like the guy who gets killed and his girlfriend are in one car. They right, get a they flat tire. Yeah, they get a flat tire, and then their other group of friends are like driving up behind them, find the girl stranded. And then they drive off to go find the boyfriend. Right. So, yeah. And essentially, you know, they they kind of um, the, the, the 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 boy driver, the man driving the car. He you know, he's like, well, I'm going to take a look at the car. I'm going to try to fix it. So the girls go off and they're going to do a, a summertime tradition of mm-hmm. most most uh, uh, folks from the period of, you know, the 60s, 70s and 80s. And that's some good old skinny dipping. Skinny Um <laughs> so they go they go off for a little swim and they're confronted by a total creeper um uh, uh older gentleman coming in and he's just i mean he's as awkward af as they say <laughs> um trying to talk to them trying to have a conversation but they're like uh yeah we're kind of naked swimming right now like <laughs> do you mind um but anyway they meet with him again at the top of the hill because they lo and behold you know he owns this tourist attraction and gas station mm-hmm. and um it's kind of one of those things where they they kind of stumble upon it by accident because we learn that there's a new highway bill that has basically been drawing everybody's attention away from where he's at so he doesn't quite get the same attractions in fact he used to charge for people to swim at the bottom of the hill and mm-hmm. you know he used to have people come and admire the museum and stop for gas but you know the new highway takes them around it, so nobody knows about it anymore. So it's kind of like a combination of Psycho and House yes. of Wax. It, it really—that's a really good way to put it. In fact, this is actually holy crap. In a lot of ways, it's like the two movies combined. Because yeah. we'll get into that later, but um, yeah, that's a really good, really good comparison. Um, but anyway, throughout the movie, base the, the the it's not an overcomplicated movie. Um, you know the 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 girls uh uh are they notice there's a house in the background, kind of psycho-y, You know, like mm-hmm. there's oh who lives over there, and um you know they're not supposed to go over there. You know that's mm-hmm. not not for them to be. And of course, you tell someone not to go over there, they go over there. Mm-hmm. And so one of the girls goes over there. She doesn't come back. So the other girls proceed. And that's really kind of what starts the the cycle of this movie where pretty much they end up splitting up, taking turns, trying to investigate. And all of these crazy things are happening. There's mannequins involved. There's things flying around. And I should mention the museum itself is a very like House of Wax feeling museum where it's like they've got these historical characters and you know just they're animatronic supposedly Mm -hmm. and um you know he he tell he the man who owns it talks about how his brother basically built all this 
but because of his talent and his skill, he no longer lives in the area. You know, he works for somebody else. And so he's mm-hmm. just, you know, but, it, you know, we're supposed to be impressed by all the movement and the lifelikeness of all these characters. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you, you, this is what's happening in the movie. Um, and we'll talk about the ending later. But, uh, Mike, what do, what do you think about this movie so far in general? Like um, the concept of it and, and kind of the story that's being told. So I have a funny history with this movie. Um, this is probably like the third time that I've seen it. Um, but kind of like I said with the Amityville, it's this is the first time that I've actually sat down to watch it from start to finish. I've just kind of seen a lot of it in other instances. And early on when I was much younger, um, my parents must have been watching this because there's a specific scene in the movie where um, the girl Molly, she's like one of the, I think she's the the final girl, essentially. Um, She's running through the woods. Everything's lit in this very blue light, uh, very dreamlike. And she's running around the killer chasing her with this mannequin head. And he throws the head at her. It falls on the ground. And, um, the mannequin head like turns by itself and opens its mouth. And that image was like, I remember seeing it as a kid so much that I would imitate it to my mom. And, um, it became like this fun thing back and forth to each other that like anytime I would like be sitting in a chair and I like slowly turned my head to her and opened my mouth at her, she knew exactly what I was doing <laughs> and like knew that it, and it became such a thing and so much of a thing that we actually forgot where we got that from. Like it was just something that we did that was funny between us, but we couldn't remember what even started. And it wasn't until about a year or so ago that I found um, Tourist Trap again through, um, I think it was Joe Bob Briggs. He he did this on his drive-in thing. And I saw that scene and I was like, holy crap, that's the scene that that we've been imitating all these years and and couldn't remember. And I told my mom about it and she wound up buying me the DVD for Christmas. And it oh, was wow. like this, it was this cool thing that we shared together. But um, wow. so it, it was just, it was... Th- I, that's 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 what excuse me that's why i even suggested this movie because um i just have that history with it and i wanted to have a reason to really kind of sit down and watch it for for once but um yeah, yeah well, it's, and, it's, and this was your pick in the series like we're each yeah, take, yeah we're each picking two movies from the 70s and this is your first pick yeah and so like I was picking up on the the refer the references between House of Wax and when the, the the second he said the highway moved, I was like, oh, well, that's psycho. And but one thing that I really liked about this movie was just how simple it was. It was a very simple story. Like there's no extra characters other than yeah. the main group of kids and the old man and the killer. Oh. And um, it, it like leaves enough to the imagination for enough of the movie that you're kind of just like, I don't know what's going on. Right. And, and you still really don't once it's all yeah. concluded. Cause like in the very beginning of the movie, when the first guy is being attacked by all these mannequins, they're just, they're like moving on their own and they are yes. like doing, they're singing almost. They're like going, ah, Oh, and like, so- it's, that's it's really creepy later. It's yeah. incredibly creepy. It's very ghostly and like all this stuff's moving on its own. So you're like, are these, 
are these mannequins possessed? Are there ghosts yeah, is this, going is this on? A is this supernatural experience? Yeah, like, like what's 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 happening? And and one thing I remember watching this uh, parts of the Joe Bob special, and one thing that he said this movie does really well is frustrates your expectations. And I think that's so true because it's like you're watching it and you think something's going to happen or you think this is the explanation for something and it's completely different. The movie says, hell no, and does something different. And yeah. Um, that's that's not this is this is like quickly becoming one of my favorite slasher movies of all time it is very charming uh in that sense like i i I don't even know what my full verdict is on it yet Uh, maybe i'll come to that conclusion when it's time to rate it but i didn't hate it i mean i I did enjoy the movie um it's just there is a lot of unanswered questions and but i think that's part of its charm Um, yeah some of the things that you pick up on you know your, your thought process i think during this movie is um you know, you're introduced by the man who owns it and he's being, you know, kind of creepy trying to talk to the girls while they're skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. And surely your mind is going like, well, he's he's going to be trouble. You right. know, he's already kind of giving that off. Um, but you, then you start to sympathize with him because you're like, yeah, I'm just kind of this lonely guy. Like I own the shop, this museum, nobody comes to it. My brother, my only family has left me because he's so talented. And then my wife passed away from cancer. And so you, you start feeling for him. And, um, there's a scene in the movie where um, he's with Molly and he's just kind of, you know, this is kind of when shit has hit the fan and uh, everything's happening. Um, you know, he, cocks a shotgun with her and he gives it to her. It's like, you take this. I'm going to go see what's going on. And well, the killer shows up and this is, you know, this is a spoiler. So if you haven't seen the movie, you know, go watch it, but we're getting into mm-hmm. the spoilers now. But, um, you know, we find out that the killer when a mass is in fact the guy. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm confused. Did you have a brother? Like, are you the is this a is this a psycho situation where you're playing the role of somebody and that he may, he may be we don't even know if that's confirmed we do find out that he killed both his brother and his wife um, because they were having an affair behind his back mm-hmm. um but that was enough to drive him crazy to where now he's made up this story of like well you know my wife died of cancer or my brother he just moved you know he's working you know uh he made all this stuff i mean but it's like we don't know if he actually did and we don't right. know if he actually you know we just know that there was he did something wrong and that was his revenge was to get rid of both of them and you know there's people we find out that these mannequins are humans like they are right. you know they they're people so it's got that house of wax element of like you know he was taking he so in house of wax the the creator of this wax museum was a very talented sculptor Mm -hmm. and uh he's caught his studio is burned in a fire which disforms his hands and his ability to create and so what he's doing is like well if i can't create the beauty i'm gonna go steal it so he murders people douses them in wax and that's how he can keep his stature of being this incredible sculptist because he's using real people um right and but these these sculptures aren't for the most part very beautiful like there's some in the museum they look very nice but the people the ones that are doing the attacking and the killing these i'm wondering if this is his version of that like maybe the queen nicer looking mannequins is what his brother did with the animatronics and whatnot and if the 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 really grotesque looking ones and the creepy looking ones are his attempt at doing them, right? And I was gonna say there's also like a little bit of 
um, the movie. Do you remember? Did we watch the movie Maniac, the original yes. movie? Yeah, very so early that, on. That has a lot to do with mannequins, but that actually came out after this movie. So I'm wondering. Wait, we maybe did, we. I'm thinking of Madman. We did not watch Mad Maniac. Man, right. I've seen Maniac. You yeah. and I watched it back in the day. At one back in of the our, day, right? Yeah, one of our get-togethers. Yeah, but it's a 1980 movie, so it, this movie couldn't have drawn inspiration from that. Maybe that movie drew, drew inspiration from this. Um, yeah, because there's there's a mannequin aspect to it. It's more like this guy goes out and kills women, and then comes back and dresses up mannequins as the woman he killed. It it's such a disturbing movie, yeah. maniac. <laughs> and of course, I mean the title is very fitting. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah. Th- so like, that's the one thing about this movie that I don't think I have a firm grasp on, like what's actually happening. Because like, I know he has some sort of power. He's a telekinetic, and we don't know why. Or right how he's just he's able to make things move with his mind but is he also able to actually turn people into mannequins because he does like there's a guy the 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 there was two guys in the friend group and the second one that came in he like walks into the room to try and save Molly and he looks kind of sickly and then all of a sudden he comes over and like rips his arm off and it's a mannequin arm rips his head off. It's a mannequin head and then pushes yeah. him over and, and breaks him. And it, right. But it's like, did he turn him into a mannequin or yeah, it, what's it, happening? And it would be so weird because the guy had the personality that he always had and he's panicked. He's like, we got to get out of here, you know? Yeah. And it's not like he's just like playing a trick on Molly. He's like, yeah. no, we got to go. And all of a sudden he's dead. Like he's yeah. mannequin. Like yeah. I don't, but you know like i know he makes mannequins because one of the 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 girls that he so there's so basically eileen one of the girls um and molly they get thrown into the basement um and uh that's where they find the 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 boy the the other guy who had been missing for a while but Mm -hmm. there's a girl on the table who's strapped down and she's not a part of their group he found her earlier in the day Mm -hmm. and he's like you know basting her face with this wax plaster, stuff yeah. plaster yeah and yeah. so it's like he, he can make a mannequin i guess we don't see how he totally does it but man it's it's crazy because like you see these mannequins in in the building like some during some of these kill scenes and um so the first girl that goes off to into the house she gets strangled telekinetically by mm-hmm. this little um ascot she puts around her neck this scarf yeah. um you know, think Fred from Scooby Doo, yeah. and um, you know she she she's strangled. But like, there's all these mannequins watching her, and like they're stiff, they're mannequins, but the eyes are moving around as if mm-hmm. there's a body underneath them. It's it's very strange. Like I still don't yeah. understand. <laughs> so like how they're jo- made, or yeah, Joe because he wears a mask that looks like Leatherface almost in the yeah. sense of like, you know, the teeth are still kind of hanging from the top, you know, yeah. jaw. But like you know, it, it's also kind of flapped over his face as if it was like rubber. Like it's it's weird. Yeah. Um, Joe Bob was describing them as zombie mannequins, so it's almost mm. like he kills them and then makes a mannequin out of them, and then somehow they're revived through the mannequin or something like that. I don't know if the movie explained it. I missed it. Yeah. And I did too, because I'm not they, sure. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do a very good job of explaining it. And maybe they didn't explain it. Maybe you are supposed to really just kind of question what's going on. 
I definitely had more questions than answers at the end of this movie. Um, yeah. You know, essentially, like you were saying, Molly is the final girl. And, um, you know, I, there's not much we need to discuss about what happens or whatever. I mean, it is, it is something you just need to kind of take in yourself and really see. Because I think what this movie does really well is the tension it creates. Um, again, like you were saying, Joe Bob was saying, like, you know, it kind of frustrates you because you think something's going to happen and it doesn't. But mm-hmm. um, the movie creates a lot of tension there's a lot of visual effects that just make you feel very uncomfortable. Like you get the sense of claustrophobia in a lot of the scenes. Um, yep. And I'll talk about more of that here in a minute, but like the ending of this movie I thought was awesome and kind of reminded me a little bit. I mean, it was just kind of wild, but Molly leaves it's daybreak, you know, the night's mm-hmm. over. She survived the night and she is driving like a bat out of hell in a Jeep with the top down and all her buddies yep. <laughs> from are there, but they're in mannequin form. Yep. And she has this mad look on her face. Not like angry, but like psycho mad. Like she has yeah. lost her mind. Like she's driving off like, you know, she's an insane person now. Which, you know, you should be after that. I mean, that was a yeah. crazy experience. But like, it was just such an unsettling feeling, that ending of a movie where I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, um, that, yeah, I love that, that. That's um, that's definitely something I picked up on as well. Um, it's like I, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when where she, she she's like going crazy in the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so go, kind of going back to like the the frustration part. There's a scene where he it, the first time you see him like trying to turn that girl into a mannequin, she's like suffocating her. Um, that was such a great scene because you saw the guy like biting at the rope that was tying him up to the staircase and his like mouth was bleeding. Cause he's really trying to get this rope off. And you, in your head, you're kind of thinking he's going to bite through the rope and save the girl. And yeah. so like you, but that doesn't happen. She dies. You see her die. And then he breaks through and attacks the guy. And even then you think, Oh great. Okay. Well, he's now he's fighting the guy. He's going to, help the other girl get away and that doesn't happen the guy like has super strength or something and like throws him up against the wall and it's just like that's that's one of the good examples of frustrating your expectations where it's like you you want something to happen that's good and you think something's going to happen to like work in these characters favor and then it just doesn't happen yeah um what are like in my opinion, this, this is a slash movie that differs from a lot of them where, you know, sometimes it's fun to talk about some of the the, the kill scenes. And, mm-hmm. and again, we've said this a hundred times before. It's not like we like seeing people die, but right. the point of a slasher movie, at least the campy ones, is, a, is, is the creativeness behind some of these <laughs> some of these deaths. And I don't feel yeah. like this one had a lot of them, but no. it was just the encounters of what were spooky. But yeah. um what are like what are some scenes that you thought were really scary and what like what do you think did you find anything because hu- obviously you're gonna run into some humor with some of these movies where mm-hmm. you've got young adults and it's the 70s and it's just things just things are just a little goofy like what are some of the things you liked or thought was really scary about the film um so that first scene when he's getting attacked by the mannequins in that little shack um that scared me. That legitimately scared me the first time I saw it because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if these were ghosts. I get really scared of like ghostly sounds. So like when they're singing like that and their mouths are dropping open and then like that one is just doing that like really maniacal laugh. Um, yeah, I, that was really getting to me and making me really uneasy. And, 
Um, like I didn't know why things were like flying around the room. It, 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 that like legitimately scared me. And then like any other time throughout the movie that it would like close up on a mannequin and its mouth would open and you'd start hearing the singing that would really affect me. Cause like, that's one of, that's one thing that a movie can do that can really kind of get, get my hair standing on end. Yeah. Um, as far as like something funny or goofy, uh, the ascot one really kind of like, I remember chuckling as I was watching that. Cause like, there's a part where it's like really getting tight and then, yeah. um, she's like, ah, but then when they show her as a, as a mannequin, it's obviously a different mat, uh, ascot but it's like so big it's like cartoonishly big um it just looks really ridiculous i just remember laughing at that <laughs> what did you think of the the killer's aesthetic i mean some of the things we always I loved talk about it. are like iconic the killer's look but was yeah. this one that like worked <laughs> i liked the very first time you see him so he's got kind of like the half the the fisherman's hat on and mm. then like that that face with the dummy mouth and everything. He kind of reminded me of like Zeke the plumber. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to be like, he really reminds me of Zeke the plumber. Yeah. He's very like brooding and he's, he's got a very solid build. So I really appreciate that in a serial killer from these movies. And uh, I loved that. So I like, I was kind of disappointed when he started changing into different masks throughout. The, yeah. Like the Dracula looking mask that he had on when he was, <laughs> that was that was off-putting like because it was kind of scary but i just didn't like it like i wanted him to yeah. go back to the other one um, yeah some more the kind of the blank face type yeah. of stuff that i think just like makes it creepy yeah yeah i thought the killer looked really cool I'm, i agree with you on, on every everything you talked about with there um as far as funny goes i mean I just enjoy the aesthetics of a 70s movie. I mean, like mm-hmm. in Amityville, like I was loving the bell bottoms. I'm loving the beard and the hair. And, <laughs> but like this, it's like, oh, it's summertime, baby. So crop tops and short yeah. shorts and knee highs. I'm just like, ooh, I, that's, <laughs> I, I love this. Like, it's yeah. just, I don't know. It, it makes it, it just makes it feel like it's just so damn hot. Like if you're wearing clothes like that, Except yeah. the knee highs. I don't understand why anyone in like the early Friday the 13th movies are wearing shirts that go like mid mid drift and short shorts. But you like your legs are covered. You know, you got the <laughs> biggest, wooliest white socks on. It's just like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, be a little, a little sweaty. Um, Joe Bob made a funny observation where he was saying like, how can a director make a movie like this and actually have a girl like have a group of girls go skinny dipping and actually have one of them use the line, we don't need bathing suits and not actually show anybody naked in the movie. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I know. It was so funny. Like that setup, I'm like, I know where this is going. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, it'd be great to go swimming, but we don't have any bathing. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, duh, it's the 70s. You don't need a bathing suit. But, you know, exactly. In a way, I kind of appreciate that it didn't do that. Like, yeah, for sure. Sometimes I feel like movies add stuff like that in to make the movie more interesting. But it's like, I think they did a fine enough job without showing everything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of at that age where it's like, I, just, I, I don't really like, I remember <laughs> being a young man. Yeah. Like, just like, you know, <laughs> almost specifically renting some of these movies thinking like there's going to be some naked <laughs> and you know you get all excited but it's just like obviously the older you get and 
you know, you're just like, I just want to see a good movie. Like, I don't right. really care. Yeah. Like, I don't care yeah. if anybody's naked. I don't care about the sex scenes. Like, you know, you're it's just, just like, more awkward than anything. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Especially the older you get, you're like, yeah. Aren't it's like I can't like nineteen. <laughs> I can't watch this with anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and and if I watch a scary movie with my wife, I'm always doing the awkward, like looking away, and like, <laughs> like, oh, I'm not oh, interested I, in what's going on up there I right now. I need to check my email real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Have a coughing fit. Off- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's like i'm with you like i don't these scenes don't get you know and the scene was always the scenes are always for the hoot and hollering at the theater you know but again like you know it's this is a young man's game like you know (laughs) oh skinny dipping dower you know and now i'm just like i I really don't care like (laughs) put some clothes on (laughs) ma'am excuse me like i know (laughs) this is inappropriate That's funny. <laughs> um, and I, I will back you on the scares, man. The ghostly sounds, the blank faces, the the overcrowding scenes where like there's all the mannequins in view and the hands. I mean, it's just I like that kind of a scare more than I do the unsuspected. He's behind you, or there's yeah. a knife coming at you. Like I think the weirder and the more unexplained something is, the more terrified I am because I exactly. don't. I don't have an explanation for that. I don't like when he was holding that head and it was just yelling. The head was yelling. I'm like, that is so nonsensical yeah. that it's terrifying. Yeah. Like exactly. The fact that there's this inanimate object just yelling at you. Like, I'm like, that's I'm like, that's making my hair my yeah. arms stand up. I'm like, Yeah. Can't explain it. Don't wanna don't want it explained. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this is creepy. Yeah. And this was one of those movies that kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it kind of gave me one of those feelings of like, what would I do in this situation? And I think I I would just die of fright. Like I would not, oh, I, don't think, sure. I don't think I could handle myself in a situation like this. In, in so many slasher movies, there's, there's, there's the final girl or the final person, you know, um, the point is to get away, get away mm-hmm. from the man with the weapon, the knife, whatever. Um, but this was like, I, you know, I, you could do that, but this was like more of like, I, I'm just terrified about what, what all is going on here. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm really not concerned about the, the knife. Like, what's up with the telekinesis? What's up with the, the moving mannequins and the, mm-hmm. the singing and the spooking? I mean, I'm just like, woo. <laughs> I would yeah. have been dead for sure. Like, I would, my concern would not be getting away from the killer. It's the concern of like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Um, just a funny like tidbit from behind the scenes that I learned from Joe Bob was that the guy that played the killer and the old man, um, before he got the part for this movie, he was actually a major league baseball player and he was kind of, yeah, he was kind of like, um, a showboater, I guess you could say like he, he hit a ball, like a home run and he wound up like running the bases backwards. Like he was just somebody that liked to put on a show and yeah. there was a talent scout actually at the game one time and gave him his card. And like, he just started going to like starring in movies after that. And it was like what? really weird how he did that. And then like the girl that played Molly, um, she was like a, a classically trained actress, uh, like, um, what do you call them? Um, where they like really get into the role. Um, 
even off screen where it's like that you have to call them by the the name of their character oh like method 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 actors yeah yeah so she was like a hardcore method actor and apparently they like butted heads on on off screen all the time because she would have to do these like deep method breathing exercises before every scene to get herself and he was like come on just get into the game and like just do this (laughs) he thought it was so stupid that's crazy that's really yeah. yeah that's that's so wild yeah it's that's just crazy funny. to kind of hear some of those behind the scenes stories that's why i love watching I, joe Bob. <laughs> oh for sure so much stupid stuff i know well that, that that's i've always liked that like whether it's like svengoolie or you know one of the one of the midnight horror hosts like i just love the commentary like yeah i don't want commentary during the movie yeah necessarily but like you know the little breaks that you can take where you can kind of get filled in on what's going on or you know mm-hmm. some of the things you didn't know i always appreciate that those yeah. are always fun i prefer it when it's a movie i have seen already mm-hmm. um because i like to be i do like to be immersed i've always said i always get really mad when i'm watching back in the day when we have friends when we'd watch horror movies and they just start laughing because somebody you know had you know short shorts on or a bad haircut i'm like shut up dude I'm watching this movie it's serious Speak- Speaking of that, I have become such a fan of House of the Devil. Like, that was the movie I think that got you so upset that everybody was kind of talking. It was on your birthday and Brandon and Jared and Kelly were there and like everyone was giving it such a hard time. They're the three worst people to watch movies with. (laughs) Especially a horror movie. They're gonna just they're just gonna goof. I'm like, no. And and like you you couldn't really give that that movie a chance in that situation and then like i tried to watch it again on my own and i i don't think i was in the right setting again but like i watched it not too long ago and it is such a fun ride of a movie it's a good movie it takes a hard left turn like halfway through where like one of the characters gets killed and i'm just like oh my god i'm like in it for this now it's a good movie I, i i enjoyed it i did the same thing i had to watch it a couple of times and it really took when I gave it my when I was in the right mood and I gave it my a fair shot. I was like, okay, yeah. I see yeah. it. I just yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's let's give this movie a rating and we'll be on our merry freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> Two scoops, sir. Two. Make it three. I'm not driving. All right. Time to rate this movie. And if you're new here. We rate our movies based on scoops of ice cream. So one scoop, it was a fine movie. Two scoops, it was a good movie. And three scoops, wow, we more please. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start using that description wow, more we. often. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and rate the movie. I'm gonna give it two scoops for sure. An yeah. undeniably two scoop movie. Um, over time, it could deserve a third scoop because I, I tend to dwell on movies after I've watched them. Um, mm-hmm. The more I process them, the more I sit with them. Even if it's after seeing a movie that I think is pretty similar, um, it usually informs my feelings on a movie that I you know maybe didn't think so great of. But mm-hmm. I, I really like the the parallels talking about like it really reminds me of Psycho and it really reminds me of House of Wax and as if the two have come together. Mm-hmm. And you mix that with Friday the thirteenth with the the wilderness vibes and the campy action scenes and then the you know the, the attire. I, I just like it's kind of like a nice like love child of all three of those movies come together. Yeah. Um and I all three of those movies are wonderful top yeah. fivers in my book. So I'm just like, yeah. you're a top tenors at least. And I'm like, yeah, this is a great, 
This is like that ice cream I had with the hot fudge, the peanut butter, and the brownie. Ooh, wee! Give me some more. <laughs> um, this movie has really got me rethinking our rating system, and I know that's terrible to do. Ninety-six Seven years episodes. Later. Yeah, holy. <laughs> but crap. see, okay, here's my thinking. I feel like we should be rating on a level of five scoops almost because if you that's insane. Nobody's had a five scoop ice cream. <laughs> But see, I think that would reserve the five scoops for the really good movies. Because I feel like if you rate one, two, or three, giving something a two means it's kind of middle of the road. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just kind of middle. But I feel like this was almost better than middle of the road. It wasn't great, but it wasn't just a meh movie either. So like, so I almost feel like I would give this a three scoop on a scale of one to five because... Wait, that's exactly middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. So I'm gonna give. I'm giving it a two. Never mind. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> give it a two. Come on, don't ruin it. This system has been foolproof. Everybody that listens to this show agrees. <laughs> uh, okay, never mind. I'm giving it a two. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is. It a is good a good movie. movie. I I was very hesitant at first. Within the first couple of minutes, then I'm just like I'm. I, I gotta remember, this is a 1979 movie. It's gonna be a little silly, but <laughs> Mike, Mike just, recommended it. He's my and friend. My, it was Mike's pick. I don't <laughs> expect a lot. Um, <laughs> and I almost thought for sure there was gonna be some boobs if you recommended it. But um, you know, you've really turned a corner, Mike. I'm I'm impressed. I can't um, remember what the other movie I recommended is. <laughs> I'll be surprised. I bet there's oh, I know what it one. is. What I is know it? what it is. I'll cut it out. Phantasm. That's right. There's no. Yeah. I don't think there's any boobs in that. Look at you. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I this was a fantastic movie. I I did enjoy it. The fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm still giving it a two scoop. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. going wow we. But I'm saying like <laughs> this was great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thank you for suggesting this movie, and I'm so glad it's part of my. I'm so glad it's taking up a little bit of brain space right about yeah, here. Yeah, it's part of your horror library, mental <laughs> horror library. Absolutely. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this second installment of our 70s summer series. If you've not seen Tourist Trap, I recommend it, obviously. Um, we watched it on Shudder, both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you can find it. I mean, I know it was released on Blu-ray a few years back, um, but I would I would look into watching it. I think it's a fun fun summer movie in fact it's not even just a summer it's not just a 70s movie to fit the criteria it is a summer movie enjoy it i yeah, did absolutely all right well, we'll see you guys hopefully soon mike's gonna have some wonderful stories about being a dad of three i cannot wait to hear about them <laughs> and um yeah we'll be talking about my next pick in the saga the summer series if you will so i can't wait yeah, stay cool, get yourself some peanut butter and brownies and ice cream and mix them together, or you know, find the weirdest video on the internet with noises that make you happy. <laughs> Whatever. Or, you know, tell me, you like mayo or miracle whip? What's the deal with that? That's and what we really want to know. That's what I want to know. Um, but until then, we'll see you next time. Or else. You're gonna get it, bitch! Later.